podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Travelwear Podcast for Saturday, the 22nd of August 2020. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And God don't know name. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Great. VG. Yeah, good. What a day we had yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was absolutely tremendous. So that's obviously the Patreon episode. So before we start, we will say a massive thank you to um let's, let me just get the name right. Andrew Ellen Davis, no relation by the way. Um he has joined at the Trample Bet Club six dollar fifty five tier. We really appreciate everyone joining. Um, really appreciative of how interactive the Patreons have become, especially on the Facebook group because they're kind of a, they're, they're our on they're our paying advertisers, right? Because they're telling people how good the picks have been. So we intend fully. They're, they, they're they're part of the team. That's it. It's a club. It's a team. That's that's what we're going for now. It's no longer a a Patreon support model. You're getting involved with us as part of the team. We really appreciate all the support. And that was on top of everyone that joined the week before that we mentioned. Um, really happy with the amount of people. If you are a listener, there are two people still sitting on the $15 a month tier. Can you please get yourself off of it and reduce yourself to $6.55 before the 1st of September or you will be charged $15 again? Yeah, just jump jump in. We want everyone, one tier in the club and we'll remove all the other ones. So um, if, if we'd love to see more people sign up. So last week's picks, it was a, it was another good weekend for us to start with. My banker, Man City versus Leon. I had taken a goal in the second half at the the typical John Walker odds of one to five. There was three goals in the second half, although I was definitely sweating, like because it was like what six to eight minutes before De Bruyne equalised. Yeah, to score the first goal in the second half, but then Man City just just absolutely fell apart. But I was happy that the the banker came in, even if it was terrible odds. See, when that happens, though, you're always super annoyed because I had marked down as one of the potential value bets has been two goals in the second half, which was 11 to 10. Yeah. I shat it. I shat Should it. have had it as your banker. <laughs> so I had Kawasaki Frontel in the J-League, uh, reasonably big banker odds of 3-5. to five. They won 6-1. Halftime, full-time bets come in. A whole host of handicap bets come in. Just wonderful. Should we change their name to Kawasaki minus one and just like <laughs> every time they're referenced, be like Kawasaki minus one at home? That's it. <laughs> it has to be. Hey, the way they're playing just now, it's incredible. So, good. Um, so yeah, d- delighted with that one. Uh, and I had Degger Force versus Young Skill because uh, I went and listened to their pronunciation, um, who strolled home 4 1. So. That was good. It's just lovely. Banker, banker's banker's easy. Rebelling. Two weeks banker's in a row. In this week. It, it quite big odds as well, this one. So, happy. And I was first to let down the value picks. I had Hibs at home to Motherwell, in which might have been the worst One game I've ever watched. Yeah, it was awful. not a good game of football it for, was for watching. So fucking bad. It was so bad, right, that Stephen O'Donnell, who's not played football in six months, Walked straight into Motherwell's team and looked like the best player in the park by some distance. Yeah. Like comfortably looked the best player in the park, playing it right back. I think he had the best chance of the match as well, actually. Um, but no, it was a rubbish game of football. But Hibs just see. I think this is what they'll do. They'll just build on a a platform of a solid defence. They'll keep enough clean sheets, but they need need to be a wee bit more creative going forward because that that was. That was hard to watch. That was also hard to watch two managers that had almost, almost felt like 
no manager does have zero interest in going and winning a game, but both of them felt like they were happy to draw, at least not lose. That's what it felt like when I was watching that. I was so bored. See, if it was anyone that wasn't Hibs, like, I, I like two managers that like that, because then you get 12 to 5 uh, <laughs> on a draw for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, a dismal game of football. Uh, my value bet didn't come in either, John, so, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Uh, Urawa versus Hiroshima. Urawa went and won 1-0. Now, I've already mentioned several times this season that I should maybe just stop games that they're involved in. <laughs> because they can be because they can they can pull results out of the bag and then just be totally lackluster and shite the next week. Um so yeah, they I've got their game in my picks later on this week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'll just put a wee L next to that. Um and I mine was a winner. Uh, mine was Jurgarden versus Orbro. Uh it was Jurgarden away at Evens, who won relatively comfortably. Not so bad. that was a nice win for me. Yeah, it was good. They won by they won by quite a few goals, did they not? I think it was two 0 Eventually, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll have a look actually because I've just got my thing here. I just I, I got paid out early um, for that one anyway because I, I, um, I, I got paid out relatively early on for that. Um, let's have a look at these Jurgarden boys. I know they're playing. They played midweek and lost in the Champions League, though disappointingly. Um, again, no, they won. They won. They won three 0 they won 3 0 at the weekend. It was, it was comfortable. 20 shots to the other team's five. Ah, right. Nine, okay. nine shots on target to the other team's one. Yeah. I, I remember sitting watching just the results come in. I obviously didn't watch that game. And it was it was very good. It came in at 83 minutes. They went up 2 0. That's when I lost lost interest in the game because I thought, ah, they're not going to throw that. They're not self of Eagle. They're not going <laughs> to throw this away. Um, yeah, so that was a win for me. I kept up my outsider run for the season so far so that's me free for free on outsiders now this one was one that I put in the chat as well so Andy you put this bet on on Thursday I think before it was clearly obvious that Sydney had for some reason eh, not Sydney sorry um, as I saw it was Sydney Sydney FC had decided to put out a full strength side full for strength. no reason like no reason whatsoever they were going to stay in the same position they were in playing Western United who really only needed to avoid a defeat I think the goal difference was enough to see them so other teams around them had already finished their season. They were playing two games to go. So West Ham United didn't actually need to win. They just had to make sure they didn't lose. But I was of the assumption that Sydney were going to rest people for the playoffs. And West Ham United were just going to, um, by default, go on and win the game. Because they'd been the form side. Sydney, for some reason, they put out a massive full-strength side. So I said on the Trample Back Chat about, I think about 20 minutes before kickoff that the odds had been out to roughly 4-1. to one. Because yep. of how strong Sydney's team was, but I was, like I said, a few people still very much worth the fiver. Um, oh yeah, West United took the lead, went one 0 up. I think I had I'd been doing a running commentary of the game, so I was freaking out. West United still been two or three up at half time. Um, the last like five to ten minutes of the first half, they started to get battered, and nothing changed in the second half. So I was like, I was freaking out, telling everyone if they were getting anywhere near double their money or three times their money, take it. And I think, yeah, I, I think Ollie Holm like a fiver on it and took out like twelve fifty. But to be fair, he took it out and then Sydney equalised right away and yeah, yeah. Western United for the rest of the game. Western United only get back into it when Sydney took off all the best players. Yeah, yeah. And but they went on to win. Yeah, on the 89th minute, last minute counter-attack and I got my, I had a, I had a £10 free bet on it so I got my 40 quid to play with for the rest of the day. So Western United won 2-1 away to Sydney. Um, it was 23 to 10 when I said it in the podcast last week, but if you were in the Facebook group and monitoring it, they were out to 4 to 1 before the start of the game. Hmm. 
Uh, my outsider, I took a Nagoya team away at Tokyo. So two decent teams in the in the J League. The game could have gone either way. It went away at Tokyo, one 0 Nagoya got a man sent off. Mm. So that put, that put paid to that. And uh, my outsider was Sundsvall versus Gaius uh, in the Super Etan. It was two or three nil to Suns Sundsvall. It was not a good outsider. Uh, but don't worry, Gaius feature again this week in my picks. So uh, we'll we'll go at them until we get them. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a. Both teams have been drawing games and not doing very well. Sundsvall just came out and, and, and take them off. You get rid of that L, son. For someone who went... Uh, look, you're speaking to the champ here who went three out of four. So, uh, <laughs> right. so let's go into the charity bit. Right. Now. Can I just tell you how the charity bit actually went? So, the hey, reason this was put on. Yeah. So, so, you text me saying, put the charity bit on, because I was closest last week. Um, so... Uh, Put the charity bet on. I was had been drinking for a while. Uh, it was 11 at night. Uh, so I packed what I thought was a charity bet, which was Kilmarnock and Johnson, both teams to score. Uh, John Buck Motors away to uh, Suwon Blue Wings. And what I thought was Kawasaki Frontale away <laughs> to Sapporo. Turns out it was actually Kashiwa, but luckily... <laughs> Kawasaki won and Kashiwa lost so we got our first charity bet win of the season uh, which was transferred over to due to you being retarded <laughs> and drunk um, so, <laughs> uh, but no it was, uh, I'm glad I am glad we've got a charity win in now so that was good uh, and it was 52 quid as well so it wasn't yeah. too shabby at all for a tenner um, I think that was because when I'd taken um I think John Buck drifted, as did Kelly St. Johnson. I think I got over-evens for uh, that. Yeah, and, you, you would have got over-evens for Kelly St. Johnson, because that's yeah. what I got. Uh, to, so, be fair, to be fair, it rolled on to the Kamala St. Johnson game, and that game was never, in that first half, that game was never getting both teams to score. I had textures saying the charity bet is dead. And yeah. then Kamala rolled out of nowhere, and a red card within a minute changed the whole game. And I think it took St. Johnson to, what, the 85th minute to get their goal, but... yeah. Who cares? And they went on to win as well, which is good. We know we've got we've got a bit of a well, I've got a bit of hatred for Kilmarnock. Enton Kilmarnock or Hamilton on this podcast. So see, anytime those names pop up with ruining a cooking, I feel yeah. miserable. Absolutely miserable. <laughs> but we got so, the charity bet up inadvertently. It doesn't matter. The money went to charity, so fifty-two schmeckles. That, that's, to, that's, to exactly, Paul. that's what the records books show, right? We transferred money to charity. We done a midweek Patreon episode, um, Andy. You and Gordo on Wednesday. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, so I, I took a, a double. I picked two games in Japan. Kawasaki Frontale, obviously, uh, because of how great they've been. They were playing second place in the table, Siozaka. So a big test for them. So you were getting big odds of four to six, um, or slightly over four to six if you shopped around. They went a goal down in the first five minutes. So if, if you did fancy a reback in play, their odds went up to around six to four. Uh, they went on to win five two. They, uh, they just dominated them. They went a goal down early and went, you know what, right, we'll turn it on now and just come back and win. Um, the other game, Shonen, bottom of the table, Shonen against Nagoya, who are up in the up in the top four. Uh, Nagoya were 5-7, to seven, uh, quite a big price for an away-from-home win, and I sort of marked that as the bet of the week, as far as I was concerned. Uh, that game was nil-nil after 89 minutes, but Nagoya got a goal um, in the 90th minute, and it, and it came good. So my double came good um, at around 3-1, which is, which is pretty decent. And I moved a league down, uh, went to the J League 2 and looked at um, Kita Kyushi away to Omiya uh, Ardija. 
great result. There was 12 to 5 away from home. They went 3 0 up at half time yeah, uh, and seen the game out 4 1. Um, they'd won their last. The reason I texted across was they'd won their last five games on the spin. Yep. Omiya had lost to some, and they'd lost their last game and drawn against some kind of crap teams. Um, so yeah, at, at twelve to five, that was my nothing like getting a twelve to five shot. It's three 0 up at half time. That's a that's, that's a pleasant one. Uh, so my my Wednesday was smashing thanks to that. I had called out Tuesday night Celtic versus Reykjavik game. Um, Reykjavik are rebuilding a whole squad. They they sold. They had to like get rid of like seven players from the team that won the league last year. So I'd seen a couple of people actually commenting on the Daily Record saying that this this Reykjavik team were not the team that won the league. So they fully expected Celtic to absolutely demolish them. So I had mentioned Celtic half-time, full-time was 1-3, which was ridiculous. Celtic um, to score two goals in the second half was 11-10. to 10, And Edward to score two more goals is even money. That was a couple of the bets that I'd called out. So those are good bets. And you could actually build that as a request about a 5 or 6-1 to one on Bet365. However, those are the highlights. I just want to point out one absolute horrendous uh, call out I made so in the Champions League qualifier on Tuesday night I'd called out Dinamo Brest versus Astana so Astana beat Man U in the Europa League so they've got decent European pedigree they have made the Champions League group stages Dinamo Brest had been playing recently and had been doing miserably in their league but they obviously qualified for the Champions League I'd called this because of previous results to be a tight 1-0 victory for either team and Dinamo Brest won 6-3 yeah absolute blowout is that not like the time I tried to count uh, at Ross County St Mirren is under 2.5 goals and ended up like 6-4? <laughs> that bet was dead within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great week. It was a, a great midweek. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing a midweek again next week. And just a couple of calls. So as part of the Patreon, you also get you get midweek picks and you also get things like UFC. Um, a couple of the best UFC picks. Um, James called out Werner Jandaroba to beat Valisa Herrig at 5-2 by submission. That came in. And Gal also called Stipe to win on points at 5-1 against Daniel Cormier. So there was like two massive, massive long-odd picks within that episode. And we had a couple of agreements on different things as well that came in. But those were like really short rods. I had Chris Dawkins to win in the prelims at 6-5. And I had Jairzinho Rosenstrike versus Junior DeSantos not to go distance at 1-3. So we had loads of Loads of good results and we've changed it to kind of the banker value outsider format as well for that so it's easy to follow for everyone and that we don't have to research fucking 15 fights every week to try mm-hmm. and give you something of value we're just trying to give you stuff that we like. So there was some really good value if people had listened. Um, that's kind of that's kind of our sales pitch. On the Facebook group, we just want to call out some of the, oh, yeah, yeah. the best bets. We'll do, it, do it here because it's still last week's picks. Some of the best bets we've had like Martin Erickson I think had um, so what was it he had in the Man City Leon game made over 1.5 goals in the game, five Man City corners, three Leon corners and 10 booking points at each team. Was tw- I think he had 20 quid on it or something. It was like 41 return. And that we were all kind of waiting on that just for one corner at the end and it came in. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kelly was really unlucky with Jason Holt to be booked. Oh, a man who should oh, have been booked 20 times during can, the game. Can I just say what, what occurred here was that Chris Kelly put that in the chat I think I then commented saying, mate, Skybet is only giving you 2-1 to because he got warned at, at, in the first half. So you were like... 13-2 like, on 365. Yeah. So yeah. mentioned Bet365. So I took that information and texted my mates in the Rangers group chat and went, Jason Holt's still 13-2 to on Bet365 to get carded, but he's 2-1 to in Skybet. Loads of them just went up and like went straight on a Bet365 account. Try to find passwords that they've never used before. 
got a fiver on it. And then there was a tackle on Kent outside the box where he's just deliberately blocked him and nothing happened. Yellow. Absolute yellow all day. And then, I don't know if you remember this, there was a run by Kent like in the last five minutes. He's yes. He's the halfway line and he just kicks out of him, but the ref waves Thanks. the on. So I'm like, once I stopped, he's carded. We're all getting money here. But that was the most infuriating. But uh, Chris Kelly would have... Chris Kelly would have had most drinks in Cumberland for about the next three weeks of fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Gareth James Walker. It's his week. It's nobody else's week. It's his week. Because he... Had Bruno Fernandes to have more than two shots in Sevilla Man United. He had Man United scored a penalty at seven to one. This Fernandez one was two to one. He called out Lukaku to have over one shot on target, it was two to one. He caught he had Kawasaki Frontale and um Bayern Munich to both score more than three goals. That was yesterday. Just a wild week of like you, you, people go through phases of that where everything they touch turns to gold, but he, he's he's doing damn well. But well done to him. He, he was he was magic this week. It was also very agreeable that it's good karma for him joining the Trample Bet Club on Patreon. So he joined it last week and he's made about 400 quid. Not off us, it's just good karma, you know what I mean? It is, yeah. Never let we get loads back. Let's go on to this week's picks. Um, I'll fire off. My banker is in the Croatian League. This is like a league that's really interesting. Like, see, like the English Premiership finished and they've kind of done a, a pre-season as normally scheduled. The Croatian <laughs> League is finished and started the next week. Just roll straight just in. Rolled straight in in the new league. So a team that just Amazing. won the division below were just like, ah, you're going to be playing next week, but in the division above now. That's what's happening. <laughs> So I'm going for two teams that I know from the division. Istra, who just avoided relegation last year, are uh, hosting Dinamo Zagreb, who have been pretty solid at the start of this season. They've won three out of three. Scored four in the second half last week. So as a result of that, I'm going for a goal in the second half. Uh, typical John Walker odds of one at five. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb, like I said, four goals in the second half last week, three in the second half the week before, and one in the second half the game before that. So I'm pretty comfortable that against Istra, who will probably sit in for most of the game and try and not get pumped that they might hold out for a half and then then Zagreb will just absolutely batter them. I fancy I, I actually looked at it. It's actually even money for two goals in the second half. It's one to two for Zagreb to score the last goal in the game, which I also like. But I'm just going safe. Goal in the second half for either team at one to five. Um, over in Japan on Saturday at 11am in the J-League, the banker is Tokyo at home to bottom of the table, Shonen. So Tokyo currently sixth with 19 points. Shonen dead last, only four points from 11 matches. Tokyo's form doesn't look great if you had a quick swatch at flash score just now. Um, their last five matches have produced one win, one loss and three draws. But that doesn't take into account the strength of the schedule that they've had. And they've been against very tough opposition. So their last three games have been against Hiroshima, Siozaka, who were second, and Nagoya, who are, who are up there as well in third. And they managed five points from those games, so uh, one win and two draws. Shonen, they've now lost their last seven matches in a row against all competitions. Um, they were unlucky at the weekend not to hold on to a point against Nagoya. But again, it was they, they were holding on right, for the entire game. I think odds of Tokyo at home um, against a team that just will lose every week of one to two is pretty massive um, and quite a big banker price. Nice. Like it. I will be swiftly moving us to Korea uh, for Sunday morning, actually, at 10am. It is John Buck versus Sangju Sangmu. 
so this is actually second versus third, but it's been separated by 10 points. John Buck, we've discussed before in the podcast, are just a winning machine. They are fantastic at home. They've won this fixture the last three times they've played uh, at home against uh, Sanju Sanmu. The away team in Sanju have been very dismal. So they lost at Seoul. They drew two each with Gangwon and they drew one each with Incheon. Now, Incheon have played 16 games and have how many points? Let's see. It's, it's something absolutely awful. So they've been playing... They've played 16 games and got eight points. So they average 0.5 point a game, right? And this is a team, so they're not playing Incheon, they're playing Sangju and Sangju drew with them. Now, even more disheartening for Sangju was that in that game, Incheon had two men sent off and then equalized after they were up 1-0. So I have no faith in this away team being anything good. They have been traditionally quite poor so far. I think John Buck to win at 4-9 was the last price I got at 1-2. Great value. To quote that very famous Jerry Maguire movie, you had me at John Buck. You had me, you had me at John Buck. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. So yes, yeah, so that is the banker treble for there. Uh, my value is over in the A-League. So it's now the, the playoff section of the A-League. So the top two go straight in the semi-finals and third, fourth, fifth and sixth play a quarter-final round. Wellington Phoenix versus Perth Glory. They played four weeks ago. I'm going over 1.5 goals in the second half at 11 to 10, so better than evens. In that game they played four weeks ago, it happened. There was two goals in the second half. The Wellington Phoenix scored loads of goals in the second half. There has been um, there's been two goals in the second half of five of the seven games since returning, and Perth Glory has been four of six. So it happens often enough to be getting good odds. And the thing I really like about this is it's a playoff. So if one team's winning, the other team have to go for it. There's no second chances. You're either in or out. So this will this will be like a cup tie. I really fancy Wellington Phoenix to actually go win this because I think Perth Glory have just fallen apart this year after actually winning the title last year. Um, I really fancy Wellington Phoenix. Another go, uh, bet I like in the game is Gary Hooper to score. Um, I really like that bet at any time. Doesn't matter. I think any time he's seven to five to score, which is ridiculous considering how many goals he's scored this season. But Wellington Phoenix, Perth Glory over one point five goals in the second half is eleven to ten. I'm obviously back in Japan Sunday. Uh, <laughs> this one's this one's 10am. Uh, so it's 10am. Nagoya versus Kawasaki Frontale. Just going to keep backing Kawasaki every week. The rods are high enough this week to merit them being in the value pick. Um, they're now an incredible 10 wins in a row since play resumed in the J-League. They scored 34 goals, conceded only 9 across 11 matches. Their 6-1 win against Sapporo last weekend was bettered midweek from their 5-2 win against second place Sio Zaka. So they now play third in the table, and they're away from home at third place Nagoya. But Nagoya looked pretty unconvincing midweek against bottom of the table, shown in the need of a stoppage time goal to win that 1-0. Kawasaki at 3-4 is just is too big a price for me not to be all over. I'll probably take the half-time full-time, and I'll take a handicap as well, just that because was, they've done minus so six. well for me. <laughs> That was, that was the only thing I was going to say was I would like to revoke their name for one week only and not implement Kawasaki minus one yet because I think Nagoya are so boring that this will be a tight 1-0 win for Kawasaki. Yeah, but They're I think Kawasaki, they've scored 34 goals this campaign already. I think I think they'll be able to break them down. Um, but yeah, just a win. Just a, The value here is in just the win price at 3-4. Nice. Okay, so for my value pick, I will take us swiftly to Grenoble. I have changed my background. Uh, for the Patreon content users here. <laughs> I'm going to take us straight to Grenoble because the French League re-kicks off this week. So uh, 
fantastic league, the French League to round one, which is always very dangerous to back. It's the first mm. week of any league. However, my picks from here go a wee bit mental because they're all quite large odds. So my value pick this week is Grenoble away at Rode, 14 to 5, you're going to get them at. And I think that's really good value because in pre-season, if you look at Grenoble, they haven't they haven't conceded a goal in their last five. They've been very, very good since they, they kicked back off. And I know we can't take much into pre-season. We've talked about this before. But Grenoble's away record. They played Villefranche twice and won 2-0 both times. Um <laughs> I just think that Grenoble are better than Rodi at the moment. They won, So let me take you through Grenoble's form. They won 4-0 against Clermont. They won 2-0 twice away at uh, Villefranche. They beat Grasse 3-0 and they beat Nimes 2-0. So in the last five games they've played, they haven't conceded a goal and have won all five. Rodi have been also been okay. They lost 3-1 to Montpellier, which there's no shame in. They're a division up. Uh, they beat Pau 2-0. They drew with Villefranche. Uh, they drew with Nimes and they beat Clermont. So I think... Looking at the preseason form, the only game I'm going to touch uh, in the French second division is this one this week. It's the first week of a league, but I think I'd rather be on the fourteen to five side than the even money side for Rodi. So, fourteen to five value pick. Uh I like it. Bold man is bold. I like it. it I know we can't read too much in the preseason, but two of the matches you called out there. Vieux um, Franche, Vieux Franche. Is that what yeah. you're going to say? No, 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 no. Um, they drew against. Two, the two teams that Rodi drew against Grenoble beat in pre-season. Yeah, I, know, I, I, I know it's pre-season, but they have beaten teams that Rodi could not. So yeah. just on that alone, away from home. yeah, just on that alone, there's no reason for them to be fourteen to five outsiders or values. Yeah. You have decided to take this week, Gordo. I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan of that. I think that could be good. So yeah, so I'll take my background away from uh, France and return us to the pink trample bet logo. Um, <laughs> But I will be doing this throughout the season since we're now doing this. Throughout. So for every French pick, I'll take you to the city. Grenoble's probably the nicest one. Wait until you have to see somewhere like Pau. Not very nice. <laughs> it's like Birmingham. Um, <laughs> uh, so my outsider, which is like drastically even shorter odds in Gordo's value, is in the, the Croatian top division. So we're on the fourth round of the league games now. It's Sibenic, who won the title last year. So second division title, who have been promoted to the Premier League are playing Vazadin, who just avoided relegation. Vazadin actually went on a run of winning six of the last eight games when we returned after a break to stay safe. So they were second bottom and ended up being fourth bottom, quite comfortable in mid-table of a 10-team league. Um, in that same time, Zibinic, who did get promotion, like I said, they didn't win any of the last five league games in the division below. So obviously I don't have any knowledge of what's happened with the squad or why they can back off the coronavirus stop and weren't able to win another game in the league. Yeah. Held out of promotion. So he had a 22-point lead at the top of the table and didn't win any of the last five games and still got promoted comfortably just because of how big the gap was. But they only got promoted by like eight points in the end up. Mm-hmm. They haven't won yet since being promoted. Vazadin, just with a form, I think I think they can go away and win this at 95. I don't actually know why they're the outsider because they've been in the league for four years. Always been a relegation team. But Zabinic haven't been promoted in that time that I've went mm-hmm. back. So, just to run a six out of eight, beating decent teams like uh, Osijek and Hajik Split, I really fancy Valsden to go and win this at nine to five. Excellent, I like it. I like it, John. As soon as you get into the the those kind of leagues, I'm like, ah, it's fine. He's back. He's back <laughs> on the reg. <laughs> my uh, my outsider is a similar price, John. I'm in the J League on Sunday at eleven o'clock. Urawa versus Kobe. Now I know I said 
I was going to avoid games with the Red Diamonds in it, but this just looks too good a spot. Um, Kobe seem to perform better on the road than they do at home. Um, and Urawa are just frustrating, getting good wins against strong teams one week, then just not turning up the next. Um, I think they're due another lackluster week in the near future. There's a good chance this will be it. Uh, you're getting almost two to one for Kobe, so I, I'll happily have them as an outsider. Nice. They only need to win that 33% of the time. For the, yeah, good. Uh, uh, yeah, just the diamonds, the red diamonds. I, I mean, I, I, I had the Jaylee Cooper on, including your picks in my one in midweek. They let that down. Like, it doesn't doesn't matter. I didn't pick the red diamonds. No, you didn't. I'm saying I had a coupon on it. Oh, you just, you just added <laughs> yeah. them in. Yeah, yeah I was okay. like, oh, they look great. <laughs> nope. Um, so, yeah, good. Two to one. I like it. Um, my outsider uh, features a team that have done nothing for me yet, but I'm going back to the well, hoping there's water in it. Uh, this is <laughs> Gaius versus Orgrite. I don't really know how to pronounce the second team. However, it's another draw, I think. So I had uh, guys last week to draw with Sundsvall away from home and they lost 3-0. However, they're playing at home this week. They've drawn, apart from that game, the last four games they've played. Uh, Orgrite have drawn the last two games they've played. Now, this isn't what makes this special. What makes this special is the last five times these teams have met, they've drawn. Like, five iterations of this game have been played have been, and there have been a selection of scores. 0-0-4-4-1-1-0-0-1-1. So, the last five times they've played, this has been a draw. Um, they're drawing again games this season, guys. His last three games at home have been draw. Orgeit's last two, um, Orgeit's last two games away have been draws. Um, I think this is heading towards a draw, and I will take that at the tasty odds of 23-10 to 10 and 9-4. Is your two options for that. I'm always okay with this team drawing. <laughs> yeah, I just I think this is the week for it. They're doing it this week, um, so yeah, they they are my outsider. Okay, okay. The the charity bet this week, and God, I'll take responsibility for putting on to make sure the right team goes in, so that you can definitely <laughs> cause for the charity bet not coming in. Because I've got a pretty good feeling by looking at your pick, you will be the reason. Oh, you're not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to the Champions League final on Sunday night. PSG versus Bayern Munich. Both teams to score no draw, five to six, so just under evens. This is just simple. I'm hoping that it being the, the stake of the Champions League final doesn't change the way these two teams play. Both of these teams have scored in every game they've played this year in the league and the Champions League, right? Barring one, PSG were held nil-nil all the way through to penalties against Lyon. That was the only game, and that was Mbappe missing, who's now back. This game will be amazing. Like my bet is only both teams to score no draw. I'm quite happy that that is a safe bet. However, see if Bayern Munich do not change the way they play. And Mbappe is going to have a field day in this game. Like it's going to be horrifying. Leon, Leon should have been 3-0 up yesterday before Bayern yeah. scored. They do not give a shit about playing that line that high. Right. And Mbappe's yeah. going to have a field day. Like as long as they keep him on the left side away from Alfonso Davies, there's nobody that can get anywhere near him. Like nobody. Uh, you I think, think really they'll just keep switching players. Like so, Bayern will just move Davies over, and then they move him over the other side, and they're constantly just rotating to try and keep marking each other. Do you not mind? There was a game. There was a game. Uh, Sheffield United versus Man U at Old Trafford, and it was when Ronaldo was like the best player in the world at Man U this season. The season after the Champions League final, where he was just unbelievable, and Sheffield United had just been promoted, and Sheffield United played a centre back, uh, maybe a defensive mid instead of a, a striker 
and his sole job was to follow Ronaldo. He, just managed, stick, he followed Ronaldo around the whole pitch. He just yeah. said, that's the danger. They lost 1-0, and Ronaldo said it was the most frustrating game he ever played because this guy just followed him. Even if it didn't make sense, he just followed him. Yeah, he's away, <laughs> he's away to the changing room with him. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. <laughs> beside I mean, Ronaldo's been subbed and he's sat next to him. <laughs> it's like Gaffer says, I can't believe him. <laughs> Um, so yeah, PSG, Bayern Munich, Champions League final, Sunday night, both teams to score, no draw. I think it'll be an absolute goal fest and I actually fancy PSG to finally win that Champions League. What's the odds on the both teams to score, no draw, John? Just under evens, five to six. That's all right. Uh, my charity pick is even money as well. So it's Sunday, 11am UK time in the J-League again. Oita versus Kashiwa Rezol. So Oita are 13th with 11 points. Kashiwa fifth with 19 points. Uh, Kashiwa second only to Kawasaki in the five-game form table here. So they've taken 10 points from their last possible 15. Oita are second bottom of that same five-game form table, only four points uh, from a possible 15. They don't score many goals and they concede a lot of goals. This is a, a prime spot for Kashiwa Rezol. Uh, this could easily have been my value bet, but um, it, was, it, it was close between them and Kawasaki. So I'm happy to have these guys in the charity and hopefully boost it with, with an even money selection. Nice. This is a charity bed that does not need boosted, right? Because that man <laughs> I know, is it I know. Three, three and a bit to one, right? So mine. Oh, who, 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 who hit a wee 12 to 5 shot midweek and has gone all Billy Big Boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Every pick's 8 to 1 plus. Um, no, so uh, so 3 to 1 here. I'm taking ODD away at Mouldy, right? Both these teams are really, really good. ODD have won four of the last five away. Mouldy have won four of the last five at home. They're pretty evenly matched. The only reason I'm taking ODD here is Moldy played midweek in the Champions League. They played at home to KUPS, who they trucked 5-0. But it's kind of a deceiving 5-0 because both teams put in similar efforts. You know, they had similar shots on target, similar possession, similar that. They were 3-0 up with until like 89 minutes. And then they scored two late goals when obviously um, uh, KUPS, the Finnish team they were playing, were, were just trying to get something out of the game or, or get anything from it. Um, so they played on the 19th, today's the 20th, they played last night, and they're playing again on Saturday. ODD have had a full week to rest and historically have done okay in this fixture. In the last two times it's been played, it's been a draw and an ODD win, and that's at Moldy. So I think getting a team where you're 3-1 to one away from home with a longer rest, with a similar record, close in the league, I'd rather be on the side of a 3-1 to one team. So... Right. When I hand over that big charity check Monday morning uh, to to the boys at the Beatson and apologise profusely for taking all of the money away from them all season, uh, I'm going to be very happy when we hand over a zillion pounds. I think this is going to come in. It. Um, I, I I like this pick, Gordo. Right, and the reason I like it is you just mentioned the Champions League, right? So teams have been fucking financially crippled because of everything that's went on. Molda yeah. are playing in Slovenia against Sedja on Wednesday night. Yeah, so we've and got another game coming as well. The money, the money to go to the Champions League is way more viable than three points in a league match. I would suspect that they will be resting people for that trip. That would be that'd be my opinion on it. And this, this is a game that uh, Blo- uh, Bodo Glimp are just been... Oh, they're trucking for, through that league, yeah. Away. But for me, Molda can afford to risk this game. But ODD's form has been ridiculous away from home. So you've got the best home team versus the second best away team. Yeah. I don't get why there's a discrepancy at like 14 to 5 for that reason. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. So I'm I think Moldy are just. One. Yeah. 
Baldy are just a big team in that league. And then people, I think the bookies will always put them under even money to be beating anyone at home. However, yeah, I'm happy to take them away. ODD have done me okay in the past. Uh, let's make this a mega week. See, the mega coupon's going to be amazing this week. It's going to be like, it might even cap out. You know, the, the, the hills. Like, yeah, you've got to be careful about that. You can only bet 0.5 pence on this. Yeah. Maximum payout rules. you always got to be careful of that. Yeah. Um, no, I like I like the picks this week. Um, as always, everyone that's on Patreon uh, in the Trample Bet Club will have access to an A4 uh, bit of paper that has all the picks written down. Yeah. Um, Did we cheat? So you don't need to sit and listen and take notes and anything like that. That'll be available on Patreon. Uh, before all the games kick off. Yeah. The the one other thing I was going to say was a couple of things you can do for us if you are in a situation where you can't join the Patreon, because we do understand we're still asking people for money to join our club. A couple of things you can do is I didn't I put a vote out, right? I put a vote out, classic uh, call to action. 180 people within the Facebook group seen it. 22 people voted, right? Guys, Not a bad hit rate. If you're on Apple Podcast, you can go and search for a podcast, leave a review, and leave a comment. If you're on Spotify, we're going to post a wee video on the Facebook group that will show you how you could share it to an Insta story, a Facebook story, your Facebook page, just to try and get our podcast out there a wee bit better, because we know with Spotify, you can't review anywhere as it stands. If you're on Google, you can do the same as Apple. So if your podcast app that you listen to allows you to review and leave a comment, please do that. If you can't, we'd really appreciate it if you could share the episode on either one of your social media. We do not care which, just to try and get us a wee bit more exposure. That's all we're asking. You can do that for free. doesn't cost a penny. It's just a pain in the ass that you have to do it. Okay. Facebook group, search, <laughs> Trample Bet podcast on Facebook's private group. We will accept you. We're not going to reject people and keep people out. We want as many people into the club as possible so that we can try and win more money off the bookies. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Podcast Network.